Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, everybody, welcome to the show on Saturday. Well, for us, it's Friday. It's that wonderful time of the day when basically the work week is done, at least until Sunday. And Ben, Gretsch, and I are just hanging out, and I'm getting a little hungry. So we welcome you to the Fantasy Football Today Road Tour presented by Little Caesars. Pizza for dinner tonight? How about ordering your favorite online from Little Caesars and using Pizza Portal Pickup? It's the latest, greatest, and hottest way to pick up a pizza without even going to the register. Okay. So, Ben, uh, how you know? I haven't spoken to you since you ignored my text on Thursday night. I hope your kneecaps are in place. Uh, that's tough. <laughs> right, how are your kneecaps after seeing oh, Patrick Mahomes? I, I thought that was like a betting joke, but uh, I'm guessing that's a Patrick that was a Mahomes, Mahomes joke. joke. My Mahomes. kneecaps are in place. Yeah, you texted me right when I was writing a re- reaction while still trying to watch the game to a certain degree. It was not a fun game to watch. Uh, I, I watched it at home then after I got home from the stupid Yankees game. Uh, it was awful, really, in so many ways. One of the worst game. One of the worst games I've ever seen. Because like it was it was a blowout. The Broncos stunk. The best quarterback in football got hurt. Almost everyone's fantasy value went down. So yeah, and I was playing game. a ton of those guys. I played Royce Freeman in a few leagues where I had buys. I played Cortland Sutton everywhere. I've well, you can't on, you feel know, you can't feel too season. bad about those two guys, right? Right. They weren't horrible, but the game situation really limited their upside. They were fine. And then I had a lot of Chiefs as well. And I had I had Mahomes in a league. I had yeah. Uh, to play Damian Williams in some spots, which I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was not a good game all the way around. I don't feel too bad for you since I had to start Joe Flacco in a league, but let's uh, let's get Ooh. to – yeah, I know. And, and it was like a 12-team league. Did he just give up? Like, I mean, I, this is the worst thing you can say about a player, and I'm, I don't want to, like, spark some big controversy, but, like, he looked like he stopped playing. He just was falling down to take those sacks, checking down underneath, even just throwing – uh, checkdowns to like that one to Philip Lindsay just got him absolutely blown up. It was completely covered. There was no reason to throw that checkdown, but it's like he just wanted to get rid of the ball at that point. Maybe he, he got sacked so many bad. times that you know, just yeah, just rough. Uh, okay, so and then then we haven't mentioned the fake punt. Okay, Broncos, you were terrible. So let's do some news and notes, and then we'll read your questions. Apple Podcasts and uh, Fantasy Football at CBSI dot com. So before we get into the Mahomes stuff, players have shown openness to a 17-game regular season schedule, according to ESPN. I think they should ask football writers and fantasy analysts and stuff like that because it's you know it affects us too. Yeah, I think they should do a universal buy for every team, so us, so we as analysts can have a buy throughout the season. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that uh, I don't, do I that. don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, and it's all. I mean, they would like what I just suggested. They would never do that. Obviously, they they would, no. they would do two buys before they would do that. And if they ever did do two buys, they would still have games every weekend because it's you know every weekend you can continue to right rack up the ratings, rack up the revenue. An MRI on Mahomes' knee was a best case scenario according to ESPN. We're hearing three weeks. That would be Green Bay, Minnesota, and at Tennessee, he'd come back for at the Chargers and then a buy. So you pretty much either have three weeks out or five weeks out at this point. Because if he doesn't make it back in four weeks, then he's got a bye. And then his final four fantasy games are Oakland at New England, Denver at Chicago, and then week 17 is the Chargers. It's a tough schedule in that fantasy postseason, assuming the Broncos don't just fold and trade everybody. You know, facing them in week 15 at the Bears in week 16, not to mention the Patriots in week 14. We talked about it on the show Wednesday. We don't really care about Mahomes' schedule, but, you know, whatever. I, I guess in the short term, Ben, how do you feel about the next three weeks for every Chief? Uh, I mean, I think it's obviously a massive, a massive impact. You don't have a 5,000-yard passer 
quarterbacking the offense anymore. But I, I still think Matt, Matt Moore is uh, a reasonably decent backup as far as backups go. I think Andy Reid is a creative enough play caller and a smart enough play caller that they'll still find ways to, to be productive offensively. He's been productive with um, some pretty subpar quarterbacks throughout his career. He's always been a pretty good offensive mind. And they have plenty of skill position talent. I mean, we saw the touchdown to Tyree Kill last week. It, you know, Moore didn't really have to do a lot on that. They, 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 or I guess yesterday or, or two days ago, since we're talking on Saturday, they ran, they ran Hill across the formation on a drag. They ran all the receivers on the right side of the field across the field. And I don't know if it was designed for Hill to cut up field. Troy Aikman didn't think so. I think maybe they probably discussed that. Uh, I definitely, the play design was, was designed to clear out that side of the field so that even if Hill catches the crosser, he can turn up the, the sideline and there's no one in front of him. And he just turned up before the throw even and, and more lobbed it over the defender's head. But like that kind of a play, that's not a very difficult play for the, for the quarterback to make. It's a well-designed play. And then it, it utilizes Tyreek Hill's natural ability. That kind of stuff can still be productive in this offense with Matt Moore under center. I still think you start Tyreek Hill. I still think you start uh, Travis Kelsey. But you can't start Jamarcus Robinson or, or Michael no. Hardman or those guys. And you're you going to have a hard time starting the running backs. Yeah. I have a don't own Har- Hardman and Robinson. It's time to drop them. I think what we're seeing with – we've had – this is the fourth high-profile quarterback injury already. We've had Breeze, Cam, and Roethlisberger. So what lessons well, are we – Well, and you had Luck – retire oh, because sure. of injuries and you had yeah that's true uh yeah uh nick Foles go down i mean not that he's like super high profile and we have gotten gardner Minshew out of that and, and ben this is why i think this is part of the reason why i was drafting quarterbacks in round two in the draft that we did on on monday or on wednesday pardon me you know like it's just not as good of a position yeah if breeze and roethlisberger and cam were healthy then there wouldn't be as much separation from the top to the bot to the top to the streamers to the top to the low end number ones. But, and luck is obviously out, but there's a vacuum there. And, and that's why the guys that are consistently great every week, like I didn't put Matt Ryan in my top 24, but he might, I love Matt Ryan. The setup for him to have just a massive season. I love Matt Ryan. He, he could have more impact than carry on Johnson, you know, not obviously he's going to score more fantasy points, but I just mean more value helping you win more than, than these guys. That's why I have a different take on the quarterback position. Obviously, it's it's even because you more projected now. projected six high profile injuries. No, no, I, I I'm <laughs> saying because I have a, a different perspective on it now than I did preseason. And obviously, this was before the Mahomes injury. He was one of the guys I took in the second round. But I'm just saying, like quarterback is not good. We've had such major injuries that are impacting the position, and I think that may have been lost on us a little bit. You know, just the the difference between the teams that have a good fantasy quarterback and the ones that don't, it's just a huge difference in there. It's just a shallower position than it used to be. That's definitely the landscape we're in now. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, more news and notes. So thank you for letting me go on that little diatribe. Alvin Kamara's hey, out. Let me go on diatribes all the time. What, <laughs> what, what, <laughs> well, let is kind of an interesting word. Alvin Kamara's yeah. uh, <laughs> out. <laughs> and Jared Cook is out as well. Should be a low-scoring game, I think. Uh, how do you feel about Latavius Murray? Uh, I mean, on the road as an underdog against the Bears, but a lot of work probably in line. You know, he'll be in line for. So it, it, he's a boring flex RB2, depending on, you know, if you have guys on buys. I want to do an exercise. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to look something up here. I want to find out how many running backs have reached that benchmark that we talked about against the Bears. So that would be, uh, in non-PPR, 8.8 fantasy points. That was the average of the number 24 running back in the first six weeks. And in PPR, 11.3 fantasy points. So you you can talk about more stuff. I'm going to see how many running backs have reached that top 24 average against the Bears. I know Josh Jacobs did. I think maybe Royce Freeman did. And that might be uh, Dalvin Cook did. So I'll, I'll see. Um, Devontae Adams is out. The other two wide receivers didn't practice. Amari Cooper is expected to play. Talk to me about Amari Cooper. Talk to me about the Packers wide receivers and anything else injury related. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the Packers wide receivers for a while here. I mean, Alan Lazard, or I don't even know how to say his name, but he was a really, really underrated prospect from Iowa state. Had I talked about the age adjusted uh, production stuff with prospect uh analysis a little bit 
and have been since the the preseason. It's a really intelligent way to look at wide receivers. It predicts production very well. Lazard had a good breakout age, meaning he was productive young in college and was pretty much good throughout his four years of college. He, He dropped off a little bit as a senior. He went undrafted, bounced around a little. But I always thought he was kind of an underrated prospect, and now he gets an opportunity, and he's got a lot of things going for him. Almost every receiver ahead of him is injured. Aaron Rodgers clearly likes him, and yeah. the postgame uh, press conference had a lot of positive things to say about him, has that good profile, and was very productive in the limited time that he got on Monday night, scored a touchdown that put them in position to win that game. Uh, I, I, I'm totally fine using him. I wrote him up as a DFS play this week. I think he might be a pretty popular DFS play if some of these receivers are out. Uh, he's a, a really interesting option in, in deeper leagues as well if you're working on – if you have buys and he's somebody that you picked up on waivers. And I think he could stick even. I mean, they, like, Geronimo Allison's not that good. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has struggled a little bit. They so. are, yeah, they, I think they've blown their auditions. Right. I mean, there's some potential for, for Lazar to, to actually just take over a, a spot in this offense. So uh, I'm pretty interested in him. And, yeah, uh, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, the same vertical passing game we should expect from Dallas against Philly, who is really good against a run and can't defend the receivers. So I'm really high on the Cowboys receivers this week. Okay, so looking at all the running backs that the Bears have faced in five games, they've only played five games, uh, there have been four running backs who have gotten to that top 24 threshold. They are Royce Freeman, Chris Thompson, Dalvin Cook, and Josh Jacobs. There are only two running backs who have gotten to the top 12, and that was Josh Jacobs with a huge game, and Dalvin Cook, but only in PPR. So I guess you, you look at that and the amount of touches that Latavius Murray has, I think it's reasonable to call him a top 20 running back. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 running back. But then again, what does the Bears' run defense look like without Akeem Hicks? It's a great question. It didn't look good in in London against Jacobs. That wasn't the only game that he didn't play. I think it's the only game he outright missed, but he left another one of them early, and their run defense held up just fine. So we'll find out. We'll find out. But I know but a lot of people have Latavius Murray questions. That's why I've spent a lot of time on this this player. Yeah, okay. I think it's, I think you have it right. He's a high floor, low ceiling guy. Um, the the interestingly, Hicks is actually the the Bears' third uh, highest graded interior defender wow at pro football focus but he's their highest graded run defender but they they do still have two pretty balanced pass and run interior defenders that that should play quite a bit so i think they're they're still a very talented defense i think they could still hold up fine all right let's rock and roll ben from apple podcasts from rbd ppr alan robinson david montgomery or devin singletary I'm going to take Allen Robinson in PPR. I just think he's a legitimate number one. Okay, but but he's facing a team. I think Dave said the last three number one wide receivers to face the Saints have combined for 60 yards or something like that, like right around there. That's Amari Cooper, yeah, Latimer's a Mike tough Evans, matchup. and I keep forgetting the third one. Uh, but yeah. Good ones. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I, I think uh, Robinson's more of a ceiling play. David Montgomery's probably the safer floor play. Devin Singletary, I don't really know what to expect from. I, I want to use him against Miami, but I don't think they're going to run him out a bunch. Let, let's talk about him. Because that I, I, re- I answered a lot of emails on my sad train ride home from Yankee Stadium last night. And so many questions about Devin Singletary. One of the most asked about guys right now. So I don't know what to say, say with Singletary. I understand he's got the Dolphins. Maybe he gets to eight carries and he finds a way to score. Maybe catches the balls. I don't know. But I've mostly been been saying no on Singletary. So I, I think I'm lower on him than than the other guys are. Where are you on? I think Singletary? that's fine. I mean, I we I think we should feel really confident the Bills are going to easily win this game. Frankly, I mean, uh, we know that the oh, yeah. Dolphins aren't good. Eventually, some team's going to lay an egg against the Dolphins. But this is a game where the Dolphins are going on the road up to Buffalo. They're starting Fitzpatrick. Maybe that gives him a little bit of jolt, but the Bills are really good defensively. I think they're going to control this game. I think Gore's going to be their lead back because they're not going to really need to press too much, and I don't think they're going to force Singletary into too many snaps is kind of the bad thing. But he is a big play, like, kind of waiting to happen. So he's a guy that I think has a little bit of upside, but is probably not someone that I want to trust. All right, so we've kind of talked about Latavius Murray and Devin Singletary. Those are two of the hot topics, hot topic players this week, so that should help set us up for the rest of the show. This is from John from a town near Ann Arbor. Cousins, uh, oh, 
Two quick questions for Cousins, Hoyer, Cook, and Stanton. Those are Michigan State quarterbacks. We get that like all the time for some reason. Derrick Henry or Tevin Coleman, half PPR? Oh, man, I don't really like Derrick Henry, and I do like Tevin Coleman, so I want to lean towards Coleman, but I, I think probably the answer is Henry. Okay. But I... Because because they're at home and they're they're home favorites as opposed to Coleman is a road favorite. Look, I mean they're big favorites on the road, so he probably should still get plenty of work. But sometimes teams just kind of lay eggs on the road. They're playing Washington. I I, I think Coleman's a, a totally fine play, but um, you you probably need to. I don't know. I, I'll say I'll say Tevin Coleman. That's oh, that's probably hey. who I would play. He talked himself into it. All right. And the other question is James White, Austin Eckler, McLovin. Or DJ Chark in, at flex, half PPR. Yeah, don't love the matchup for not McLovin. Why, why are we calling him that? That's, why are he you wrote, still doing he wrote McLovin. He wrote that. I didn't write, I didn't say that. Yeah, I know. I, know. Uh, I would have done got, it anyway. I mean, you got the listeners just buying in. <laughs> um, I, in half point PPR, it's interesting. Typically, that favors running backs, right? But for James White and Austin Eckler, it's actually more of a knock to them than a receiver like DJ Chark because they're so dependent on receptions for a high floor in PPR leagues. They're not huge yardage guys unless they break something. But Chark's, Chark's not a guy that's necessarily dependent on receptions. He's been getting a lot of end zone targets, a lot of downfield targets. He can rack up yards in big plays. Like his matchup with the Bengals, I'm going to go with Chark over those two running backs that – uh, should catch some passes, but probably have a little bit lower ceilings in half PPR and in standard also. Chris from Las Vegas is in a PPR league. Golden Tate or John Brown? John Brown, if he plays, I, I definitely think you want to play here. From Ross, just swung a deal. I got Le'Veon Bell for Hunter Henry and Tevin Coleman. I already have Kelsey. Well, Kelsey obviously downgraded a little bit now. Would you give up Henry and Coleman for Le'Veon? Yeah, that's an A. We're going to grade that an A. Okay, I mean, I've go. talked about Le'Veon being a, a really good buy low right now. And I like Coleman too. But if if you have two good viable tight ends, I don't think Kelsey's going to have no value. You can keep starting him. You trade one of those uh, tight ends a position of strength and you turn Tevin Coleman into Le'Veon Bell. That's an A trade for sure. From Weaver, would you trade Aaron Jones and Will Fuller for Leonard Fournette in half PPR? I would not. Uh, I, I, I really like Fournette. He's another guy though that, their offense can struggle at times. I mean, they've been better with Gardner Minshew, but he's shown a little bit of a, a low floor. He's been better in PPR with that floor because he catches a lot of passes. I really like his dual threat ability. That gets knocked down a little bit in half PPR. Uh, backs, as you get away from PPR towards standard, you want backs that score a lot of touchdowns and rack up a lot of yards. Fournette sometimes doesn't rack up a lot of yards, and his offense sometimes doesn't score a lot. So he's not as good. I, I do really like his workload. I do like him. But I don't think the gap between him and Aaron Jones is as wide in half PPR. And, and Will Fuller is not a guy that you're just giving away. So I wouldn't do this trade. DJ from the Show Me State. I have Waller. I traded Michelle, Derrick Henry, and McLaurin for Saquon Barkley. It's another A. I mean, another guy who has multiple tight ends was able to use one to to move up from Sony Michelle to Saquon. And, and yeah, he also had to give in McLovin. But, uh, mm, you know, right. I, I'm obviously going to be willing to give that up with Sony Michelle to get to Saquon, who's back this week. You're obviously also giving up the McLovin <laughs> F1 fight because you just said McLovin, which was great. From, <laughs> from Beetle Pink, we have another email about that later in the show, by the way. A team about to be 0-6 was trading Kyler Murray and Emmanuel Sanders for Baker Mayfield. Yikes. Gave up Murray and Sanders for Baker Mayfield. About to be 0-6. The team giving Baker immediately starts trashing me via text saying, I run a stupid league and he's quitting. I said, sorry, he feels that way and said, we can put it up for a vote. Should I have even done that? Oh, I'm assuming he vetoed it. And then this guy got mad that was supposed to be giving up Baker. Is that what happened here? I'm guessing. Yeah, I think so. So he, so, was, he was giving up yeah. Baker Mayfield for Murray and Emmanuel Sanders. What's that? Why would anyone make Give up I can't soon. understand how somebody would want to make that trade, but I also think uh, I have a uh, look. I'm I'm very much team don't veto. Owen six teams making really lopsided trades that don't benefit them at all. I I have a really hard time with. I mean that's that's the kind of spot where I can see a veto when you're completely out of it and you're just giving up good players like as a last ditch effort. I could totally see this veto. I mean you you could have put it up for vote. You could not. I don't know why the guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough spot. I can see I can see why someone who makes a good trade might be mad and want to quit the league, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
No, that trade needs to be vetoed. It 100% needs to be vetoed. That cannot go through. That is upsetting the balance of the league. It is a stupid trade for an 0 and si- for an 0 and 16. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think there's agree. just no justification for it. None. Okay, let's fire through some quick Apple Podcast questions here. Again, thank you so much for for helping us out with this. Uh, this is from your pal Al. Would you trade Melvin Gordon for Devonte Adams? Yes, I would trade. Yeah. I would acquire Adams in that deal. Truett and Pete, I want to say thank you for your comment, but your question is just a little too long. I will not be able to get to it, but I thank you for doing that. Uh, You can feel free to email it, and I'll try to respond to it. From the call records, Breeze, Amari Cooper, and Cohen, giving them up. Breeze, Cooper, and Cohen getting James Conner and Calvin Ridley. Oh, yeah. I like that. PPR. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good job. From uh, Xanthix, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray? Four point per passing touchdown. Uh, I'll take Kyler Murray. Pretty From easily. Cheetos, I have a trade that could possibly be done. I give up the Patriots DST. I get Lamar Jackson. I already have Dak as my quarterback. Four point per passing touchdown league. <laughs> this is such a philosophical question. Yes, you should be trading away the Patriots D. But also, there's never really a reason to carry two quarterbacks for me or to is. trade four quarterbacks. I'm sure there is. Yeah, I know you think there's. But <laughs> trading for Lamar Miller is uh, is is a good move uh, in a vacuum, but you already have Dak. So, like, what are you going to do with two quarterbacks? You trade one. You, you, get a, you get a player more valuable than the Patriots DSD. Sure. If you think you can make a second trade, then I, I would do this trade. But uh, you could also potentially try to find a different trade with the DST. And I still think the Patriots are going to be good. I don't think they're going to be nearly as good as they've been. But I think I'd rather just stick with a good DST and one good quarterback than load up with two good quarterbacks. From Mets, Mo- Rets, excuse me, Mets ruined my life. That's a very funny... I gotta take that back. I you're trading for Lamar Jackson. There's so much. Be- he's so much better than, than the Patriots DSD. That's silly. Yeah, yeah. Do it, do it. Uh, Mets ruined my life. I need help with Binado for my team. Montgomery or Jordan Howard PPR. Oh, uh, Montgomery. And my receivers are hurt or on by, so pick one to pick up this week. Nelson Aguilar, Dante Pettis, Jacoby Myers, Marquise Goodwin, or Taylor Gabriel. I'm going to go Dante Pettis. I think with Debo Samuel potentially out, Pettis' role has really risen in the two weeks since the bye. Um, he's in a pretty good spot. Yeah, we like Pettis to pick up and stash at the very least. And actually, Jacoby Myers is my second favorite name on that list. He's worth mentioning. I'm starting him in a, in a league where I'm desperate. But, you know, I think, he could, I think he could get you like eight, no, like 10 PPR points or something and be a number three receiver, something like that. Jacoby yeah, Myers. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Okay. Have you ordered a pizza online from Little Caesars yet? If not, you're missing out on Pizza Portal Pickup. What is Pizza Portal Pickup? It's like getting a pizza right out of the oven yourself. You walk in, you enter a code on the portal, a door opens, and you're off with your favorite pizza. And whatever pizza you order, it'll have crazy, crazy amounts of toppings. It's fun. Give it a try, but it's only available at Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. So, of course, we have your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And we have the segment that everyone's been waiting for. Let's regulate, baby. This is Brenton, Minnesota. I need a quarterback bad, so I traded Devontae Adams for Kyler Murray and Kenny Galladay with the league commissioner. The trade was about to go through, but in the 11th hour, the commissioner's starting quarterback was hurt on Thursday night football. Uh, damn it. Mahomes. And he vetoed the trade. So the commissioner was about to give up Kyler Murray and Galladay to get Adams. And then Mahomes got hurt and he vetoed the trade. I called BS. Was I in the wrong? Or is this abuse of power? Total abuse of power. You can't, I mean, you can't have a commissioner just vetoing his own trade because he no longer wants to do it. If you have trades that are accepted they've and they've been accepted and you have a waiting period, I have always been of the mind that somebody can't, even if something happens, somebody can't not want to do it anymore just because it hasn't officially gone through. It's already accepted. I I feel like the trade is finalized when it's accepted, and that is like official. The only, I don't even know why there's a waiting period, to be honest. I think the trade should go through immediately. Yeah, agreed. Um, But if there is a waiting period, the trade has been accepted and agreed upon. 
you can't change your mind as one of the two parties because new information comes out. And you definitely can't do it when you're the commissioner and veto your own trade without, you know, maybe at least like bringing it up to the league and having some kind of league vote where you're kind of recusing yourself from from ruling on your own situation. I I just put I I emailed uh, Brent and I said, this is bad. I'm going to destroy your commissioner on the show. So that was the whole point. Uh, We're destroying your commissioner. He sucks unless he listens to the show. If he listens to our show, then he's a great guy who just made a mistake. But that has been. But needs to learn from his mistake. Yes, he does need to learn. And, that's and if regulated. Heath was here, he would he'd probably say that he needs to give up being commissioner. <laughs> no, Heath would kick him out of the league. You know that. Yeah. All right, this is from Matt in Salty SoCal. Henry Envy? This year, our league implemented, implemented an IR bench spot for the first uh, time. <laughs> Last week, an owner picked up Hunter Henry off waivers on Wednesday while he was still listed as injured questionable and placed Henry in the IR slot. The owner clearly did not check his roster before game time as Hunter Henry was activated, but remained in the IR slot. The owner ended up having Delaney Walker putting up a dud in his lineup, while Hunter Henry put up big points in the IR slot. Of course, Henry became a hot waiver wire option, and everyone noticed that he had remained in the owner's IR slot despite being activated, and several owners demanded that the Henry owner should, uh, that Henry should have been auto-dropped and that the owner should immediately have to voluntarily drop him for leaving him in the IR spot. This mistake was clearly not intentional. Should the owner be forced to drop Hunter Henry or was this just an honest mistake that Henry-hungry owners are trying to exploit? Yeah, no, this is clearly exploitation uh, attempt from the other owners, right? I mean, they yes. they just want Hunter Henry right now. This guy made the right move. He picked him up. He stashed him. Uh, obviously, should not have left him in his IR spot, but he's not the guy he would have cut. He would have cut someone else. He probably, you know, knowing what little we know about his roster, he would have cut Delaney Walker before Henry and sure. activated Henry and played him probably. Um you don't you don't force him to cut Hunter Henry because of this, and it sounds like you got a lot of conniving, uh, you know, other owners in the league that just really want to try to get their hands on him. Let's let's come up with a policy. If you leave someone in your IR slot, accidental or not, what happens? I say. Well, even if you have to cut somebody, if they're saying, okay, well, then you should, you carried too many people through the week. You have to cut somebody. He should be able to pick who he cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that you could do something like, all right, if this happens again or going forward, if you leave someone in your IR slot and he's active, you lose the fantasy points of one spot on your starting lineup. Sure. Like if it was I mean, 100. I think that's, that's, you, a, that's a, a punishment we've talked about this year, and I think it's a pretty solid one. Can't be quarterback though. It can't be like your highest scoring player. It's got to be your median player, your exact middle player. How about your your flex? Or how, no? How about your highest scoring running back, wide receiver, tight end? Well, that could be like a fifty point game. Could be. Hey, be responsible. Check your lineup. All right. Uh, do you support this? I don't support the the <laughs> highest one. I like the the median answer the second Just highest somebody, one somebody right in the middle yeah or the second highest yeah. the second highest one would work for me okay well that has been regulated one more the fantasy regulators are busy today sam and austin regulators i'm the commissioner of a league that consists mostly of my extended family and it's very casual i proposed the trade to my cousin and followed up to get her thoughts on the trade she explained that her huh Husband, uh, husband, damn it! <laughs> oh, trying to line it up I'm with sure. the I'm a good day. the uh and husband there, I missed it. She explained that her husband, the owner of a different team in the same league, has been managing her team this year, and that I should talk to him about the trade. Obviously, one person should not be permitted to manage two teams, but no one had noticed unusual activity or questionable behavior from either of the teams owned by my cousin's husband. Should I step in and stop this because there's a potential conflict of interest? Or should I leave it alone given that it's a casual family league and there hasn't been any nefarious behavior so far? Um, Kick him out of the family. Yeah, I think nah, probably I'm cool. I'm cool you you force through a divorce. And <laughs> seven, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's you don't want that to happen, but if it's a really casual league... I mean, I... 
fantasy football is different at different levels, obviously. And if right. people are just playing in a completely casual league, I don't uh, have like a, a serious issue with things being a little bit looser. I don't think someone should be owning two teams on, on the, or managing two teams on the same roster, though. Or in the same league. No, I agree. I, I think you probably like say something kind of with like a LOL. Like, hey, ha, ha, you, don't be managing her team. You know, like you kind of bring it up in like a jokey way, but you just sort of let it slide. But if they if they complete any trades together, though, you have to veto those. Those can't happen. Okay. Good stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your regulators questions. Now we're going to get to your starter sit and your trade questions. Going to tell you about SeatGeek, though. Awesome app for tickets, the best app for tickets. You need to go to an event, right? Sports, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever it is. You don't have to go right now, but there's going to be something coming up, something you're excited about. Well, download the SeatGeek app. Use our promo code FFT. Get 10 bucks off your first purchase. Here's the thing. Even after you use that promo code, you're going to save money. It's just the best. Like, like I said on the show on Friday, I think, uh, somebody at work was looking for tickets wasn't using the SeatGeek app, and I was like, excuse me, look on SeatGeek. And he's like, oh, wow, they're cheaper. That's that's true. That, that's, that happened. And on SeatGeek, like, you can sort, you can see all the fees. So you're not going to purchase something and then be bombarded with more fees. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. It's an, it's an awesome website. I recommend it to everybody. It's an awesome app. Just download the SeatGeek app. It is so easy to use. I have gone to so many games on SeatGeek. So please download the SeatGeek app and do yourself a favor and save 10 bucks. Just use the code FFT on your first purchase and you'll get 10 bucks off that purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FFT. Trades from our friends, our listeners from around the globe. From Kyle, give up T.Y. Hilton and Michael Gallup. Hilton and Gallup. Get McLaurin and Fuller. Uh, Wow. I'm going to take... Hilton and Gallup, I think, on that. I, it's a pretty even trade. All those guys are pretty pretty much in the same area. But uh, McLaurin has a little bit of a difficult schedule coming up. I really like Fuller, but I think Hilton's probably still the best player in that trade. And I like Gallup, too. I mean, I like all – there's four good receivers. I don't like the trade. It's a D yeah. for me. I have no conviction about it. I like all those guys. Okay, from Jamie. I trade Boyd and Tevin Coleman. I get Devontae Adams, PPR. It kind of depends on the league because Adams is still the best player in this. If it's a shallower league, you always want to consolidate to elite talent. But Boyd and Coleman is a little bit of an overpay for Adams. Boyd's very good. I've mentioned before, I, I would still have him. He had a bad week last week, but I would have him at the like low-end wide receiver one or high-end wide receiver two range. I think he's going to be Tyler Boyd? tons of volume. What's that? Tyler yeah. Boyd? See, That's what I said last week, and then he had a really down week. So yeah, I, don't, I, just, I don't necessarily think I'm just going to like give up on that I because of one on down him. week. No, I just um, think it's not one down week. It's the whole season. He hasn't, been, he hasn't been good enough. He doesn't score touchdowns. He, he had a very, okay, he had a very with, high touchdown rate last year considering the red zone targets he got. All right, so a couple things. One, go. there's, there's always going to be some receiver in the league who doesn't score enough touchdowns. And we see it every he year. He doesn't have one green zone it, target. It always regresses. But he doesn't have one green Julio zone Jones. target. What's that? He doesn't have one target in the green zone. Forget the magenta zone. He doesn't it's, even have a green zone target. Same thing was true of Julio Jones last year, and then he finished with a ton of touchdowns. It was true of Adam Thielen at one point, and he started scoring a ton of touchdowns. Except the, uh, Tyler Boyd happened. is not He's not Adam Thielen, and he's not Julio Jones. He's averaging 10 targets per game. He is those guys. Well, what's going to happen when A.J. Green gets back? I mean, he he's might gonna, he might be he better. Was better with AJ Green last year than when AJ Green was out. He's very good. He was better with he was better with AJ Green, but at the same time, Andy Dalton got hurt in a lot of the games without AJ Green. So there weren't that many games of him with Dalton without AJ Green last year. So it was kind of a tough comparison to make because Jeff Driscoll drove his numbers sure. down. Sure. I mean, I look. I like Tyler Boyd. I'm fine with calling him a buy low, but you basically just put him in the top fifteen. In full PPR, I think he's like. He's probably more in the in the high wide receiver two range than the low wide receiver one range, but he's I think he's absolutely in that top fifteen discussion. All right, uh, let's see with this. I don't have a name on this one, but this is a tricky one. What do you think about a trade of Matt Ryan for Patrick Mahomes? I'm five and one. I have Winston on my bench. 
Uh, the team who has Mahomes is two and four. Here's the tricky part. My wife is the team that owns Mahomes. So this has to be a fair trade so others don't think we're trying to cheat or anything. In my eyes, this seems fair for both teams, and she thinks so too, but she's only played fantasy football for two seasons now. So his wife has Mahomes. He'd be giving her Matt Ryan and getting Mahomes. And this is after knowing that Mahomes is injured, and so she, the 2-4 and four team is giving up Mahomes because they need someone to be productive for the next few weeks. The 5-1 and one team will bench Mahomes for the next few weeks. That's a totally fair and reasonable yeah. trade. In fact, you're losing this trade because I, I just, in my opinion, I'd definitely rather have Ryan rest of season with the injury now. Like yeah, I, I mean, five and one is not like you're not locked into the playoffs. Yeah, and and like Matt Ryan is, he's in that tier, in my opinion. Bad, awful defense. Since the since the injuries on defense, he's had 28 or more fantasy points in three of his last four games. He's he's thrown for 300 yards every single week. You know what dragged down his production in the first few weeks? Seven interceptions in the first three games. He had like six all of last year or something. So. Oh, he had six interceptions in his first three games. He had like five all of last year, whatever it was. Um, he's not throwing interceptions anymore. Like Matt Ryan is an elite fantasy quarterback, in my opinion. And it wouldn't surprise me if he and Mahomes, if Mahomes hadn't even gotten injured, it wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes if Ryan was better than Mahomes. So, like, I, I wouldn't do that trade personally, but it is totally fair. I mean, I think you're helping your wife too much, but that's fine, whatever. Ben, you cool with what I just said there? Yeah. I actually, I agree. I agree. Uh, you talked me into it. That I'd rather have Matt Ryan. I mean, you're you you know you're missing at least three games from Mahomes. Right. Yes, you'll get him for the playoffs, but he also has his bye coming up. Uh, I I don't think Atlanta's had their bye yet either, so I guess Ryan has his as well. But uh, I agree with you. You're getting all those extra games out of a quarterback who's not that far behind Mahomes, probably. Sure. Uh, I guess uh, if you want to be a little bit worried about him, is Ryan's schedule gets kind of tough toward the end of the year, but I'm not really worried about it. Okay, Kyle in an Ohio city along Lake Erie that is in Cleveland. I have no idea. I gave up Miles Sanders and D.D. Westbrook for Allen Robinson. I like that. Oh, man. I was calling Sanders a bylaw earlier this year. I kind of have a little egg on my face about that, but I still think he's going to be productive he's been productive he's getting targets he's getting air yards he's actually leading all running backs in the nfl in air yards because they're actually throwing him the ball down the field that's all really high valuable stuff if he gets more of the the actual snaps and gets more of the traditional running back work and gets carries and uh goal line work he could be an absolute star but uh it doesn't look like we're trending that way He's not a guy I want to give up. I do think Allen Robinson is a huge upgrade from from D.D. Westbrook. So I think I'd it's, do it. it's a good it's trade. It's a pretty close deal. Yeah, It's a B for me, but all right. Sounds more like a C-plus for Ben. From Jack, standard scoring league, should I trade Deshaun Watson for Mark Ingram or Marlon Mack to the Mahomes owner? I'm assuming you know you have another quarterback option. I'd do it. I mean, I don't like Mark Ingram or Marlon Mack, but I, I would trade Watson for... I like Probably them. I like them a lot like in a standard in a standard scoring league. I I like oh, Mac a, a ton. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Right. In a PPR league, it's a, it's a tough call. But in a non PPR league, I think if you can get Marlon Mack, you do it. Uh, let's see. We got two questions from Eli. Do I start Frank Gore or James White at flex? This is PPR. Frank Gore or James White? Oh, they couldn't be more different players either. Um. I don't play Frank Gore, so I'm gonna say James White. <laughs> but yeah, I Frank mean, White Gore's, is White is really safe, especially with Josh Gordon out. Like they're gonna throw the but ball. But Gore's more. safe too. Against Miami, he's gonna get at least like, at, I mean, Singletary's back, right? But he's gonna get at least ten to twelve carries. He's gonna get at least fifty rushing yards. But that could be it. He could just get five points. Yeah, if he doesn't score, you're in trouble. I think I'd start White. Yeah, that's that was my line of thinking. White's due for some touchdowns. He had one overturn. He came up a half a yard short last week. Uh, second question from Eli. He needs some wide receivers. Would you trade Alvin Kamara to get Le'Veon Bell, Jarvis Landry, and Michael Gallup? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I, would. I think Le'Veon Bell is not... It, you still have to have Kamara ahead of Bell, but we now know that Kamara is out um, for this week. Bell is, I 
already had his bye, and I think it's going to be a lot closer to Kamara than people expect for the rest of the season. And Landry and Gallup are two very good options at receiver if you need them. From Ken, PPR Dynasty League. Uh, I'm in year one of a 12-team PPR Dynasty League, a three-receiver leagues with two flex, three-receiver league, excuse me, with two flex options. I'm in second place. I have an offer to trade Chris Godwin. He just says Freeman. I don't know which one. And Duke Johnson to get Le'Veon Bell, Tyler Lockett, and David Montgomery. So I give up Godwin, Freeman, and Duke Johnson for Le'Veon, Lockett, and Montgomery. Well, he just says Montgomery. It could be Ty Montgomery. <laughs> Freeman, let's go with first names, uh, guys. Well, I don't think it's Ty Montgomery, but Freeman, yeah, I have no idea. It's probably David Montgomery. It's probably Devontae Freeman, and I would do it. I would, I would get Bell, Lockett, and Montgomery. I don't think Duke Johnson is going to have much value going forward. I don't believe that Devontae Freeman is going to have consistent value going forward. Godwin, obviously extremely good. I have said uh, on some other shows that I think if you can get good value for him and trading him, and I mentioned on our Wednesday show this week that I would trade him for Bell straight up, that you do it. Bell's very good value for him. Um, and Lockett's, oh, this is a dynasty league. Yeah, I missed yeah, that yeah, part yeah. of the question. Right, you're giving up Godwin, who's probably the most valuable. Godwin is the most valuable player for sure in a dynasty format. But David Montgomery has a little more value if you're talking dynasty. But man, yeah, that changes things. I would do it still to get Bell, Lockett, and Montgomery. I would do it. I don't know if I would because wide receivers have the longevity. They're a lot more valuable in dynasty. Running backs turn over a lot year over year. Godwin's a really good dynasty player. It's tough. Okay. We run more, one more trade question here. Chris in a city in Western Canada. You're near Western Canada. Yeah. So give me a city. A. B.C. <laughs> You just uh, said Vancouver, BC. You just BC said is a, not a city. Yeah, it's a, it's a province. but you also just said ABC. You said A, <laughs> and then I you said, said a. <laughs> yeah. So good job. Uh, super flex league. Even crappy quarterbacks have some value at this point due to buys and injuries. Give up Beckham, Breida, and Fitzpatrick. Beckham, Breida, and Fitzpatrick get James Conner and Kenyon Drake. Ooh, I I don't like it. Oh well, I don't know how much longer Fitzpatrick's going to be the quarterback. Beckham, Breida, and Fitzpatrick get James Conner and Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I don't Still really don't like, like it. either. I mean, I don't think Fitzpatrick has that much value, but Ken, I don't think Kenyon Drake. Well, hmm, it's pretty close for me, too. This end, I, not a lot of conviction on these, but I think James Conner's probably the better option than Odo Beckham. I think Kenyon Drake has the potential to get traded or wind up in a better spot, so he has a little bit of latent value in that sense, but I don't really like his situation in Miami. Uh, Breed is not getting enough, you know, he's, he's turned into like a trap back. He's not getting enough. Uh, he's got a few more targets since Coleman's been back, but not enough. So, I mean, it's kind of a toss up and I, I might just take the Connor side because he's the best value or the, the, in my opinion, the best asset in the, in the trade, but, um, it's close. I think all the way across. We're going to take a quick break on fantasy football today. When we are, when we come back, we're going to fire through some starter sit. We'll be right back. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is from Patrick. Latavius Murray or David Montgomery? We already went over that. We did. We're going with with Latavius. Yeah, we went with Latavius. All right, from Matt in Massachusetts. With Marquise Brown likely out, uh, I need a second wide receiver. How about these options? Darius Slayton, Dante Pettis, Corey Davis, Jake Kumaro, and Willie Sneed. Yeah, I'm going with Pettis again. Similar question earlier, and I took Pettis out of a lineup. Same thing. From Ruth, I have Gordon, Eckler, and Hunter Henry in my 14-team PPR league. Uh, by the rankings alone, I should theoretically start at least two of these chargers, if not all three of them. The only person on my bench ranked higher is Darren Waller. I'm wary of starting two, let alone three chargers, due to fears of a low-scoring game and no touchdowns. Should I take a chance on Chase Edmonds or Alan Lazard instead of Gordon, Eckler, and Hunter Henry? Or should I stick with the Chargers and or Waller? Uh, 
I definitely think the fear is valid in a road game against the Titans that the offense could just be bad. Uh, it's not a place where I would want too many eggs in the same basket. At the same time, I think going down to Chase Edmonds or Alan Lazard is maybe a little too far for the, the level of player that you'd be sitting. I'd probably lean towards Waller. Probably wouldn't want to start both running backs. I mean, it's a... I would start both tight ends. I would start Henry and Waller and then... See, I think I would too. And then maybe Gordon. Eckler and... You go Gordon? Eckler? I don't know. I go Gordon. You can go Eckler. Um... That's what I would do. I would do Henry if Waller. If all the Packers receivers are out, I think you can play Lazard. If each Adams is already out, if Geronimo Allison and MVS are both out, I think Lazard becomes like a, a solid wide receiver three at least, and I think you could probably start him. All right, from Thomas, how would you rank these guys in PPR? Kenny Galladay, DJ Chark, Michael Gallup, Frank Gore. Oh, the only thing I have a lot of conviction about here is that Frank Gore's dead last, but I'll go, <laughs> I'll take Gallup. Be, I mean, I, I think you have it in the right order for like situation neutral, but Galladay has the worst matchup with the Vikings, right? So I think I would go Gallup, Chark, Galladay. Okay. From Rob. Hello, Ned, Maud, Rod, and Todd. No idea. Come on. I saw this email and I said, Ben better get this. Hi to Lee Ho. Neighborino. Oh, it's the Flanders. Yes. I was thinking Simpsons right away. That's interesting. (laughs) Who should I start at tight end? And who should be a flex? PPR. I got Ertz, Hunter Henry, and Melvin Gordon. You should start... Man, I don't really like flexing tight ends, but this kind of feels like a spot where it makes some sense. And who should uh, I start at? Yeah, I agree. I would go with the tight ends. Uh, I think I'm going... Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. I think I'm going to go Ertz and, and Gordon. Okay. Who should I start at quarterback between Goff and Kyler Murray? Kyler. I really like Kyler's situation this week against the Giants. This is from Jesse. Dear 1-2, Mumbles, Handsome Bob, and Archie. That... <laughs> I, I should know that one. I feel I I'm gonna know it. What is it? Rock and Rolla. Never heard of it. Okay, I don't. Yeah. Well, I I guess I'm handsome, Bob. Traded up. Uh, a nice looking squad, and now I have tough decisions every week. Please rank these uh these guys for standard scoring. Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay. This week, just this week. Keenan Allen, Kenny Galladay, Sony Michelle, Tevin Coleman. Man, standard. I don't play a lot of standard, so I and I don't like Sonny Michelle, but he's definitely way more valuable in standard. I think there's a little bit of risk because Rex Burkhead could be back this week. I think I might take Coleman over Michelle. Um, I I'm not as concerned about Allen. I think Allen's gonna have a really good week this week as kind of a squeaky wheel week. When he speaks up like this and he's done it before, he's always tended to get a lot of targets. So I, I'm buying into that. I already talked about Galladay having a little bit of a tough matchup, but this these are close. Typically in standard, you want to lean towards the running backs, and I'm like you have Coleman last here, and I think I have Ready? Coleman Allen, second. Coleman, Michelle Galladay. What did you say? Allen, Coleman, Michelle Galladay. I'm going Allen, Coleman, Galladay, Michelle. Okay. From Zach in St. Louis, I need two half PPR. Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup. Those impossible. are all really good ones. Possible, yeah, I know. I I'm gonna sit Woods because he's been so bad, but obviously there's a ton of potential there. I'm yeah, gonna go with a, uh, Ridley and Gallup. If Jalen Ramsey plays, really like Ridley because Ramsey will probably follow around Julio. But man, sitting Fuller's tough too. Yeah, totally. All right, take your pick. Uh, you've got great options, Zach. From Shane, PPR league. Am I crazy to start Gore and single? And Singletary over Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Dig, Diggs just had a, a monster game. I mean, I, I understand the concern, but the Lions are legit, and the Vikings are on the road. They're favored, but if they do get behind, they, they might have to throw again. We saw Diggs get a ton of air yards. He's their downfield option. It's not a good matchup against the Lions, but I think Diggs could definitely hit for a big play. I wouldn't play both of the, the Bills running backs here. Brian from Baltimore. Love the show, guys, and Adam, I'm usually on your side, but as far as nicknames go, you're wrong on this one. The McLovin nickname sucks and doesn't translate at all to McLaurin in any way. 
a skinny, dorky kid or a super fast sports car. I work in D.C. and everyone here calls him F1. And the local sports radio show had McLaurin on last week and he said he himself, uh, and, and he said himself F1 over McLovin. Oh, wow. You have never been so roasted by, I mean, I don't believe that. I need proof. That's really interesting. That was, you just got torched. (laughs) I kind of did. Anyway, due to buys and injuries, I need some lineup help. Start two of the following running backs. I need to drop one so I can pick up a wide receiver. So start two, Brita, Singletary, Miles Sanders, and Jamal Williams. I mean, a bunch of a bunch of timeshare backs, right? That's a that's tough. I I think I'll take Brita. I think he'll get plenty of work in a game that they should lead, um, and probably Singletary for the same reason. And Sanders and Williams are a little tougher to trust. Uh, I well, I like Williams over Singletary. Yeah, because like I I don't know. I All think right, by the yeah, same logic, right? I wasn't right? thinking about their matchup. They're home home favorites against Oakland, and and he should. Yeah, let's go Brita and Williams. That's I agree. what I was thinking. I would drop. I would drop Miles Sanders for Robbie Anderson. Although I, li- I think I like Beasley better than Anderson this week. But he is yeah, definitely Yeah, you want Anderson long-term. long-term. And I, I think you would just do the... Yeah, Anderson's tough against New England. I mean, I don't expect much out of him. All but. right, Ben, here we go. We got to finish up. I'm sorry. From Philip, uh, would you start Devin Singletary or Golden Tate? Half PPR. Uh, I think you got to go Tate. It's a really good uh, spot with Sterling Shepard out. From Trevor, non-PPR, start three. Edelman, John Brown, Fitzgerald, and Boyd. Boyd, Edelman. (laughs) I'll go Fitzgerald. I'll sit Brown here just because I think the Bills will get up and not have to throw a lot. From Jonathan, 10-team standard. Yeah, that's a tough call. 10-team standard scoring. Would you trade Devin Singletary for Kyler Murray? My only other quarterback is Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I don't typically trade for quarterbacks. But I don't like Josh Allen, and I do really like Kyler Murray's upside the rest of the way. So if you want to do that, I will, especially in a 10-team league, I'll endorse it. Yeah, I like Josh Allen the next, like, three weeks. I think he has favorable matchups. But overall, I would I think you'd make that trade. You upgrade it. Let's see, his next three games, Miami, Philadelphia, and Washington. And you should Not be able bad. to find similar running backs to Singletary on the waiver wire in 10-team leagues. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Ben Gretsch. Uh, thank you. Not, not at all thank you. In fact, I hate you to the guy who told me about the McLaurin thing. But I need to That was beautiful. That was the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Sunday night with the recap. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.